Hello all, welcome to the Hope Without Sight podcast with your hosts, Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans. The topic of this podcast will consist of many stories of people from various backgrounds and experiences who have had many challenges and have been able to successfully overcome them and rise to the top. So sit back and relax as we give you the best of these diverse stories. Because if you are feeling down and out, like you cannot make it in the world, then this podcast is the right one for you. Because if my guests can make it, so can you. Happy listening. Welcome to another episode of Hope Without Sight with your hosts, Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans. However, this episode is just going to be myself because I have a very special lady on the show who has a very personal story of her life. She has had many difficulties like all of us have, but at the same time has overcome so many challenges. Please welcome Susie Van Houta. Hi, Susie. How are you doing this afternoon? Thanks for agreeing to be on an episode of Hope Without Sight. Thanks, Sailor. I'm glad to be here. It's so good for you to be here, too. So let's start. The reason why I selected you and asked you to be on here is because I know you've overcome a lot of challenges and adversity in life. And the mission of this podcast is to transform people's lives, giving them a source of hope, knowing that there's hope out there. So let's start. Tell me about yourself and just uh, where you came from. Tell me about your early part of life and uh, just uh, give us a rundown about yourself. Okay, well, the subject is hope, so I'm just going to start with this. Hope is an optimistic state of mind. It is based on an expectation of positive outcomes with respect to events and circumstances in one's life. So that resembles me in many ways. So I'll just start with that. It does. It does. It was. It, it does resemble you. So I know we talked a lot over the past few months. So, you originally come from India, right? Yes, I was born in the slums of Calcutta in 1967. And I was, um, my mother um, gave birth to me at Mother Teresa's original orphanage, um, which probably doesn't, I don't even think it exists anymore, the original one. But, and her nuns took care of me the first six months of my life because I was severely malnourished. I had chicken pox and measles, all three at the same time. So there you go. That's the first battle. <laughs> and um, I got through that, and I was adopted by a British gastroenterologist and an American woman. And I was uh, spent the first year in India, and then we moved to England um, for a year, cause, and then I came to the U.S. Uh, when I was age two, and I've been here ever since. So I don't know anything but the USA and English. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So USA is the greatest country in the world to live because there is so much opportunity, and I know 
times have been crazy, right? Over the past two years because of COVID and all this senseless stuff going on. But, you know, we don't need to give up hope. We, uh, we're still the greatest country, and I know the best is yet to come. So, wow, you were adopted, and you were brought here when you were two years old. Wow, and tell me, how did life look like once you got here? I don't really, the early years were spent in Baltimore, Maryland, and then uh, when I went from two to five, and then from age five to 12, I lived in Lexington, Kentucky, and I remember that well, but the early years, I don't. <laughs> it's too early. Um, yeah. And, and then um, my teen years, I grew up in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. And I went to an all-girls private school from 8th to 12th grade, which was, a, uh, was wonderful for me. Made a lot of friends and socialized and um, got into, you know, all different types of sports. Like they have field hockey in Ohio. I haven't seen that anywhere, like on the West Coast or here in Texas. I don't think they have field hockey. <laughs> Oh, and I so, did lacrosse, and yeah, I did all sorts in horseback riding. Oh, wow. They so had you, a barn at the school. It was really nice. Oh, so cool. You did have quite a normal you know, life, you know, growing up, going to high school. It was good that you were able to socialize and and just have a normal high school experience that any American would want. Yeah, I was lucky because it was a private school, girls' school, and I very small classroom. Oh wow! So it was it was really nice, and I think my parents chose that for me because they knew I'd be distracted in a in a large environment with with um, boys and girls together. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I'm you very know, social. A co-ed yeah, it would be very. <laughs> It'd be very distracting. So that was a good thing you went to a girls' school because you are very social. Yes, I've I've known you since March, and you know we we get along great together. We we've been hanging out, going to concerts. It's yeah, been awesome. Rodeo, that was fun. Rodeo, that, yeah, yeah. Because that was an experience for me. <laughs> yeah, because being new to Texas, I loved it. Yeah, cause, yeah, you you first got to Texas. Uh, yeah, it was super. This past fall. Yeah. This, no, this last spring. Yeah. You got, yeah. Yeah. So after uh, your deep freeze. Yeah. After a deep freeze. I'm yeah. Glad I missed that. Oh, you better be glad. Cause it was miserable. It was miserable. Now it's extreme heat. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. So, um, I know uh, you've over, you've had. Many more challenges in life, uh, of course, after you were brought into this world. Uh, if just tell every, just tell our listeners only the stuff you feel comfortable sharing, and just tell our listeners how you overcame them and what inspired you to just keep going and move on. Okay, well. I think my um, being born in an orphanage and your mother goes off to die in an alley, you know, I think I had that immediate um, 
fighter instinct in me since birth, and it's carried me through my entire life because I'm extremely strong and made it through many challenges. And I think um, if you think about um, the things that I've been through are very personal and let's just say everything from A to Z except incest. And I think, you know, one of the things I'm discovering right now is finding out, you know, a a lot of uh, adopted children have abandonment issues. So that's one thing I absolutely suffer from, from, from the get go. And obviously because I was in a shoebox in Mother Teresa's orphanage and I wasn't held as an infant like normal babies are and carried around and um, my adoptive parents I mean she didn't carry me around and hold me and do all those normal things that a, a mother does you know your instincts but you know I I um later in life obviously I got married to Hans we've been married 30 years this September and we have three grown girls Alicia is 31 Annika is 27 and Annalise is 23 and I took a spin at uh, raising girls and it's very challenging but I think I avoided things that my mother didn't give me growing up, my adoptive mother, that I did for my girls. Um, and that... Avoided things like what? Like... She didn't, you know, teach me the skills that you, you need in life. Right. Like, the, you know, like I didn't... They kind of just kept me very sheltered and on a very good idea because you know i didn't know you pay you have a mortgage i didn't know they didn't teach me to balance a checkbook i mean i was was not prepared like that i was sent to private school and i you know i didn't know these things and and it didn't help not uh being around boys and knowing what men are like um and that has hurt me in the long run with men in general because I, you know, was around girls and, you know, had very close relationships and strong friendships. And I didn't know um, how nasty the world can be. Exactly. So it was just an, it was a complete eye opener to you. Yeah. You know, I, you know, yes. And I learned things a very hard way and hard, hard lessons. And it has not been easy. And I, you just grow stronger and more powerful from that. Exactly. Yes. You only get stronger because. I'm assuming, like, what exactly happened, you know, to your parents when when you were adopted? Well, I know that my father, I don't think he was alive, and she wanted to give me a better life, and she asked Mother Teresa personally to find me a home. 
Wow. Um, and and my middle name is Shukala, which means love. And that is all I have from my mother. That my original name is my middle name, Susan Shukala. So That's all you have. Mm-hmm. Wow. There are no papers, there are no adoption papers in nineteen sixty seven. You know? It's not like, you know, uh you can go find your family. It's you know, so I don't, you know, I, I don't, I've, I've never thought deeply about that. I think, um, because I know that I came from a place <laughs> far away, um, that didn't have records. So I've never went that route to go find my family. Right. I mean, knowing that my mother went off to go die in a alley, it's like, so I've kind of just, you know, going through this world on my own, like discovering things. So wow, you so you I see I see your mother just dying in an alley and you know, as if that was all you've had these abandonment issues and since birth. Since birth. And you've had to figure out life on your own. Like there was no instruction manual. It was all just trial and error. <laughs> no instruction manual. Nope. But, um, you know, what gives you hope in life are connections with prop, proper positive people, a higher power. And I think, you know, my friendships are so, so important to me and my friends mean so much to me. They are my family. And then I have, you know, my husband, I've been with him 31 years, married 30 and my three girls. So, you know, that is my family. And that's what keeps me going. And plus, you know, the unconditional love of the dogs. And I love animals. And I think I associate better with animals and people because I've always been hurt and by people. And I, you know, animals give you that unconditional love. Exactly. 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 Yeah, yeah. So I know you've had other issues you've dealt with, such as. Because of these abandonment issues and all the other stuff you mentioned that you've been through in your life, I know you've had anxiety and PTSD, which I can imagine it's been very hard for you to deal with, but how, how have you dealt with it? Well, they, those came together like a hand and glove, PTSD and anxiety from, I mean, you are a product of your environment and the environment that I grew up in. Um, how how I was treated and how things were mishandled, I just learned to survive on my own with my own survival skills and my own methods um, until I started therapy at age since the age of nineteen. Um, but I I learned to to block things out in my mind and forget about the pain and just think about you know, my positive things in life, like my friendships and, um, because when you have like, you know, black clouds looming over you and negative energy, you don't, it's, it's hard to get up, get off your feet and depression sinks in and exactly. other things. So, yeah. And because you and I, we've had, deep conversations since since we've known each other and for my listeners out there actually 
you and I, we met through my sister, Sarah. Uh, you and Sarah met at the Apple Store <laughs> last summer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and because I won't go into the specifics, but as you know, my sister, she has, you know, a lot of anxiety and uh, PTSD uh, due to due to a lot of stuff she's been through in her life. But, you know, at the same time, y'all met for a reason. Y'all, uh, y'all yeah, kind of helped each other. Yeah, and I didn't know anything like that when I first met her. And But we, sh- we share a, a bond in that sense where we have a connection. Right. Of the same issues. And... um Hope, hope to me is like looking on the bright side of things and seeing challenges as opportunities and hoping for the best. And I think I've learned how to fight and not physically fight, fight for what is right for me. You got it. Yeah. Fight for what is right. Yes. I think it's important. Um, I'm going to. I've always talked about it, but I've started, you know, jotting down notes. I'm, I need to write a story about my life, and I think it would it could bring hope to other women that have suffered um, the same things as challenges as I've been through in my life growing up. That's right. You need to write a book. You need to write a book, yes, and you, you told me that. And the title's going to be Other because I never liked when it says white, black, Hispanic, I'm like, I'm neither of those. And I check other because <laughs> I'm from India. I'm like, why doesn't it have India? And then my running joke in my family is like, well, you're from Asia. And I don't think of myself as Asian. No. <laughs> so I like to check the box other because I'm different. You're di- yeah, you're unique. You're different, but you're unique. You're, you're unlike no other. It's true, yeah. Because uh, that you and I said when I walk in a room, I <laughs> nobody forgets my name when they leave. Yes, because uh, oh, you and I we talk. So we have, you and I we have deep conversations because, like, I mean, I'm I've been through challenges myself as me being um, legally blind, visually impaired, but nothing like what you and my sister have been through. Because of course I'm. You know, you know. Fortunately, I'm, I'm, you know, all stable. I'm fine. But because of because of this, I could, I could see from all sides and empathize with what you have been through and what my sister has been through. I mean, I've kind of been through it too because I've seen, you know, how challenging it's been. You know, for my sister to live her life because of her condition, but I, I, I see, I see it from all sides, yep. and makes sense. You and you and I can, yeah. You and I like we understand each other. You know. Yeah, we have a, a good, good um, connection where we understand each other, and I understand. You know. Um, learned <laughs> boundaries with people 
And that's, right. that's the hardest thing in the world. You uh, have very open and um, open-minded and not everybody is. A lot of people are closed-minded. I'm very open and I talk about my feelings and I don't have a problem with that. Me too. Me too. I think that's why we get along so well. Yeah. And, and you see, normally with me off, off a podcast, you would talk about more stuff, but since this is going to be like public, it's going to be distributed on anywhere you get podcasts. I understand, I understand that on here you wouldn't want to talk about everything because we only, we only talk about certain things and issues with people who we trust, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, but... Well, it's just very personal, and I just... Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, very, it's very personal. But, so, what are, what are your goals for the future? Like, you want, besides writing a book, how well, do you want I, to live? You know, I want to volunteer at an animal shelter or animal rescue thing. I want to learn how to play the piano. I want to write this book. I want to travel like I am traveling and go and see friends and um, just enjoying life to the fullest at this point because I can do that now that the girls are grown. And I spent, you know, 24 years raising three girls. And right. It's a huge job. And there are no words for that. It's not easy raising children. No, no. No. So, yeah, you want to travel the world. But I think, you know, starting out with nothing and where I am today, um, it, I never dreamt life would be like this. And so that word hope is, it's, it's a definitely, um, a word that has, um, touched me in my life because, you know, I felt hopeless for so long. And then now things are <clears throat> going well, finally, and I'm in my fifties, but it took a long time to get there it didn't just happen overnight no it didn't happen overnight it took a very long time and i'm i'm very proud of how far you've come yeah and i was definitely blessed and you know mother <clears throat> Teresa blessed my family so i you know that's a miracle it is right it's there. a miracle yeah i mean that's amazing it is amazing it's amazing and uh i know not just you and your daughters you and your husband have been through so much but what 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 makes me feel inspired and I admire both of you for is that y'all have stood strong. And Well, that's because we're best friends. If you're not best friends with your partner, then it's not going to work. And trust. Y'all are getting ready to celebrate you know, your 30th anniversary, which is awesome. Y'all are going to, to Tahiti very shortly. That's a dream come true. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's yeah. super cool. Yeah, it's, it's like a magical. <laughs> I don't what know. what you and I always our common our common sentence that we say together is do not focus on the negative. Always focus on the positive. Yeah. The past kills you. 
Yeah, it'll eat you alive, and there's no reason to spin out on things you can't change. You just have to keep moving forward. Um, when I fall, I just pull up my boots, and I keep going. And that's what's rolled me through life. Exactly. You know? Yes. 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 And, and that's... You know, I used to have to take antidepressants and things like that, and now I'm, you know, pretty much... Just taking vitamins now. Oh, so you're off everything. Pretty much. Wow. But, you know, when you rely on that since age 19 through most of your life, you know, I I don't like taking medicine. I don't like, I don't like that to be on medicine, but, you know, there are reasons why people have to take medicine. But I feel, you know, as, you know, Having a therapist is is a good thing. It helps you get think outside the box. Somebody else, uh, you know, you speak to instead of your mind spinning in the same circle. Have somebody from the outside look in, and they give you pointers that you would never have thought about. Right, exactly. Like a therapist, they they try to be as non judgmental as possible. Mm-hmm. And stay on positive regard. No, they won't tell you what to do because in, at the end of the day, it's up to you. It's your decision. You're an adult, right? But they will give you pointers and suggestions and like scenarios of different examples to help you make the best informed choices. Am I right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Well, um, yeah, you've, you've clearly overcome so much adversity in life. And, you know, even though days and times can be dark, life continues. Another thing to do is you can journal. You can write down your thoughts and things. And that's very helpful. That is, yeah. And so any... Any other, any, any other information you want to share on the podcast or uh, do you want to close out with some just good advice? I think it's important that no matter what life throws at you, you know, first of all, take a deep breath and breathe. That's one thing I've learned. Um, because when you feel the book is thrown at you, it's like, okay, don't fall apart. Take a deep breath and then remember to breathe and then just look up. You're not drowning and it's like you just take baby steps and you exactly. push through. Just push through. And they're, you, you know, know, like, like say... Ew. You know, there's so many support groups out there, and that's very important. Like, if somebody passes away, I always tell people, why don't you join a grief grief uh, group? Because that will help you and to be around other people that have been through the same thing you're going through and to talk the feelings out, you know. If you can't afford to have therapy, then join different groups if, if you have an alcoholic in your life you know go to Al-Anon or you know if if you were 
sexually abused, there's, you know, groups out there, support groups, and I think that's extremely important. Yes, because you are not alone. Help is out there. Not everybody will understand, but there are certain groups of people that will. Everybody has their own issues, and and whatever that is, there's some group out there for you. If you're a smoking addict, or if there's there group support groups, there is help for everybody. Even sometimes when you're not feeling help hopeless, you know there there is hope. There's it's out there. It's out there. Yes, it's there. You just don't realize it because you're so, your mind is so fogged with stuff, with the poison, you know, with the dirt, you know. It's like you just gotta take a deep breath and blow out and rise above the water and go for it and take your next steps and realize that you're not drowning. Yes, I need, I need to learn to breathe every day. Like, sorrow, like it's just you know, and and writing down your thoughts in a journal, or you know, you know, writing on a piece of paper is very therapeutic. You, you don't have to share that with anybody, and that that's a start right there. It sure is. Yeah, it sure is. Writing down your thoughts really helps you. Also, taking deep breaths. To me, also uh, practicing. Mindfulness helps a lot as well, and it it makes your mind get more stable and comfortable. It slows down your heart rate. Breathing increases the oxygen up to your brain and just makes you feel more centered and balanced because, you know, whenever I've had, like, anxiety and, and things like that, I would do, that's what I would do is mindfulness. If I'm feeling sad about something, I would practice mindfulness and meditation. That would really help me. There's a, Hans gave me a birthday gift a few years ago. It's this really cool thing because if you have panic attacks and anxiety like me, it's this little gadget. It looks like a mouse, your computer mouse, and you put it on your chest. It's called Sensate. And it vibrates, and you download the app, and it plays this music like you're at a spa, you know, tranquil music. And it, you listen to it, and the little machine, like you're, you put it on your chest, and it vibrates, and and it and it, it senses, you know, your anxiety and your 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 breathing, and it and it vibrates, and it helps calm you down. Right, exactly. It's, it's such a cool little thing, like that, or there's this other little thing I I got, like some gadget. It's called Calmigo, and you, it looks like an inhaler, like if I had asthma, and you, you suck it in, and it's actually, you know what it is? It's lavender. Oh, I love lavender. It's awesome. It's, and it helps calm you. So yes. Other things besides, you know, medication that that can help. I mean, yes, of course, you know, some people have to have medication and stuff, but um, these are some other tricks I've learned aside from taking medicine. Oh, wow. I don't like to rely on medicine all the time. I, you know, 
it's not good to be on it. Ugh. And the fact that you're medication free, that is a story of overcoming adversity right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if you have nothing else to share to close out, I ask this question to most of my guests. What advice would you give to any of our listeners who are struggling with hope right now and just don't see a path forward? Look up at the stars and look at the sky at night. Um, and, you know, when you see those stars up there that are millions and millions of miles away and we can't touch them, it's you, you feel like you're untouchable and you feel like nobody can see or feel what you're going through there is a, a light out there there is there, there is. is hope um it's there it's there it's there and you know life is so worth it don't give up on life it's not good it's you know life is too short my, it's half too my short. life is already over and i'm like wow you know and half my life i spent raising my girls so you know was a kid, and you're a teenager, and then next thing you know, you're <laughs> in your 20s, and I wanted to have kids early, so I had the energy, and now I'm in my 50s, and I'm enjoying my life finally. Like, I can travel and do things, and I'm in my mid-50s, and I, I don't have any kids in the house, and it's really nice. It's the first time that you can, you know look take time out for yourself because you can never do that when you're raising kids that's right when you have when you have kids it all changes it all changes yes game changer <laughs> <laughs> yeah because I'm, I'm only 29 and uh um i i um i haven't met my significant other yet and i hope i will and uh, i know i know you were so moved whenever we went to george Strait. oh i said you told me Go ahead, yeah. Oh, I, I said, <laughs> when boy. you find that right one, you know I, you said you were going to propose at that stadium in NRG. Oh, and yeah. And, yeah. And, <laughs> you have it all planned out. I do, yeah. Girl. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to. And, and that's so sweet. I'm, I'm going like, to. Wow. I'm even. I'm even going to try and get on stage if an artist there will get me go. on stage and do it See, in front of 75,000 people. Yeah, oh, man. I was just there for, um, oh, who was the guy that was just here? Garth Brooks. Oh, Garth Brooks, yeah. 77,000 people. I And Hans and Annika was in town before she leaves for vet school in London visiting Yes. And, and we went to that concert, and those two have never been in that stadium, and they were just like, this is the biggest place I've ever seen. And I just thought back to you and what you had told me, and I was just, like, smiling. And I was yeah. smiling at that concert because I remember we were sitting in the same area and, and we're at that, the rodeo and listening to George Strait. It was, I mean, not the rodeo. It was a, it was a separate concert, right? No, George, well, oh, George Strait. Was George Strait was part of the radio. He closed. That's yeah. Right. I'm mixing it all up. See, my <laughs> Garth Brooks, I'm like getting all. But, um, them all. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm new here. I'm still learning. So just, you know, live life to the full and just yes, don't give up. 
don't give don't up. Give up. Life and, is worth it. Totally and, worth it. Because I feel like I'm at that part where the rainbow is like over the rainbow. There is like that pot of gold because there, it is. It's yes. worth it. All the struggles and everything I've been through, and now it's like I'm finally enjoying my life. Exactly. It's so nice. Yeah. yeah. So, so awesome. So, so that's your advice you'll give. I agree with you. Just keep pressing on living life to the full because it could be hard, but at the end, life is beautiful. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, anything else? That's it. All right. Well, everybody, give it up for Susie Van Houten on Hope Without Sight, Episode 3. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Hope Without Sight with Sailor Cooper and Tyler Evans and got a lot of takeaways from this podcast. We hope you feel renewed, inspired, and encouraged like you can just carry on and conquer the world. Please hit the subscribe button on all platforms and tell your friends and family to do the same. And in the meantime, blessings to all.